Hello, it's me, Clifford the Big Red Dog, here to give you some big, rad deals. You're listening to this podcast right now, which means you probably like this podcast. Well, I hear humans, which is what I assume you are, they wear things called t-shirts. And it just so happens that this podcast network sells t-shirts. Is it is it shirts or is it t it's it's t-shirts? It's t-shirts. Got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a dog. <laughs> if a Hamburglore or VGRS or Big Three t-shirt sounds up your alley, you can go to what is this? this is a bunch of le- it's a it's a website like a spider like Charlotte's Web. I know her. Anyway, you can go to somegoodshows.biz/merch. It's a lot of new things for Clifford the Big Red Dog today. A lot of things I've never heard of before. But hey, that's enough for me. I'm going to let you get to this podcast. Who knows what they're going to talk about? I don't even speak English. show where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm Papa Nathan Brand. Oh, boy. Uh, and today we're joined by our good, good pal and my good, good GF, Audrey. Hello, Audrey. Hi. I do try to be good, good. Yeah. But I certainly am at least GF. That's true. High quality GF. HQGF right here on the on the on the POD. That's that statement was at least 33% factual. The rest GF GF no R E or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well, Audrey, um, I feel like I already know the answer to this, but I'm gonna let you say it because you're the guest on the show. But what's your favorite fast food item? This is a hard one, and Nate will relate because I'm a vegetarian and Nate's a vegan. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough. So it's like if I do eat fast food, I kind of have to go for the Impossible Whopper. Yeah, it's my go-to. It's it's. I, I said this last time, but it's it it is it is like it was an appointment when it came out. Mm-hmm. I like. I remember yeah. Nate. You were streaming the day that came out, and this was back whenever Nate used to do the Twitch streaming, and I would I would like tune in to watch it after I got off work, and you were like twenty minutes early, late, and you're like. Y'all look at this shit. (laughs) (laughs) And even before they had the Impossible Whopper, Burger King had the Morningstar veggie burger. Yes. Which like like, with like the peas in it and the carrots. Yeah. yeah. Which like that's fine and all. I can buy that in the freezer aisle. Exactly. (laughs) So it's like, why am I? I mean, fries. And you knew it was microwave. Yeah. You knew it was microwave. They did not have the like flame. And you didn't feel good about it. Which is no. funny because you're already at Burger King. <laughs> right, exa- exactly. The edge of those burgers were always like weirdly dry and hard for the yeah. for the Morningstar Farms ones. And they're no like good. two microns thick or whatever. Yeah. It's like yeah. useless. <laughs> useless burgers. Not like the useful burgers. <laughs> I'm eating I'm eating veggie burger lettuce, basically. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of two micron thick fake meat patties um today we're gonna we're gonna go back in time a little bit here and everybody listening just close your eyes if you're driving close your eyes wrong podcast (laughs) the year is 2004 you're coming back to the living room from just you know grabbing a snack from your kitchen 
and you hear something from your television set. You hear chords on an acoustic guitar and something screaming words that will be etched into your conscience forever. We love the subs because they are good to us. That's right. Today we're talking about Quiznos. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I, I'm hey, not I'm... familiar with this commercial. I'm familiar with the concept of Quiznos. Okay. But so. not this particular ad. This Would... is gonna rule. So, Should I yeah. pull up a YouTube? So I, hold on. I'm gonna send us a watch together link. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm gonna send you this just incredible video. I am really excited about this, actually. If this yeah. unlocks some kind of repressed memory of mine, I'm going to be pissed. It might, actually, because everybody on Twitter seemed to remember this a few years ago at the exact same time. We love these arms. Oh, no. off. When you bring in a coupon. Quiznos. Toasty. No, so this is real? This is a real yes. ad. Um, I, I have seen... Yes. I have seen stills of yes. this. <laughs> I assumed somebody on the internet was doing something funny. Someone was doing one of those jokes I've heard about. <laughs> this is one of three or four of these ads that actually aired. Um, mm-hmm. they, I remember seeing them on TV and like people our age, like around like Nate and I's age, mostly straight up like this just unlocked something in our brain. Like the moment somebody said Quiznos subs on Twitter, everybody was like, oh, no, here's here's the vibe on this. This came out in 2004, you said? Yes. Yeah. So I was 14. I was eight. I hate oh that. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I'm going to turn into dust after I stop recording this podcast. I was at that age where, you know, you just watch a lot of TV and like a bunch of commercials come on. And at the time, I don't even remember these seeming mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. This was only weird in retrospect. I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is neat. Cool. I was like, oh, yeah. look at those little guys. They love the subs. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I like Quiznos. Whatever. Whatever. They have distinct hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and good teeth. And good teeth and eyes that are normal. Before we move on, I do want to note that it always bugged me. The slogan for Quiznos. First of all, it's Quiznos sub. It's not Quiznos subs, which is wild. Yeah. Um. It's also. <laughs> toasty and they have four m's but they say mm, five times and that really bugged me even from when i was a kid oh my god they do oh fuck <laughs> quiznos definitely did like file for bankruptcy protection a few years ago so that's probably why quiznos subprime mortgages because um, there's only like hundreds of stores of quiznos now across the world like it's not a known thing anymore. I think there's like one or two in the greater Kansas City area, and I think it's at Nebraska Furniture Mart. I just, <laughs> when you think about the people that work in advertising and marketing, I want to imagine for a minute a Mad Menace scenario mm-hmm. in which Don Draper has to go in and pitch an ad for Quiznos. Who, what? What kind of suit? <laughs> what Lenny. kind of suit? Went to a meeting. 
So let me tell you what kind of suit went into a meeting because my report today is about the history of this fucking commercial. I, I I know we have like weird cursed lore on this podcast for the most part, but I just I started reading about this and I just got so excited about some of the stuff in here that I just wanted to yell about it. So here we go. Stranger than fiction. Um, so the creatures, um, if you're listening to this audio and you don't actually really know what they look like um, or aren't familiar with the commercial, the creatures are this like weird, indescribable horror animal thing. They look like part chinchilla, koala, monkey with human eyes and teeth. Um, the yes. one that's singing is wearing a, a black bowler hat and the one playing the guitar has a pirate hat. Uh, they have a name. They are the Spung Monkeys. S-P-O-N-G-M-O-N-K-E-Y-S. I heard Spunk Monkey. That's different. Yeah, that's super different. <laughs> uh, so... Spung is a term uh, that originated from the message board uh, beta B3TA, which is still active and around today. It's like a website that uh, right around like they send out a newsletter every Friday, apparently that's like, hey, look at this cool thing we found on the Internet. We just want to share it with a bunch of people. It's like a big community based around a lot of that stuff. Uh, and Spung refers to the practice of taking images or things and just replacing their eyes with like large staring eyes with small pupils. It's like a early Internet like this is, you know, like 2003 era around the time where people were like, oh, hey, this person has Photoshop. So they're like fucking cool and they can just do weird stupid shit and everybody's really into it for no reason they can have cheeseburger exactly yeah. like <laughs> it's that it's like this is a relic of that kind of era yeah. um the animator slash singer songwriter responsible for the spung monkeys his name is joel veach v-e-i-t-c-h there are uh, no good sounding words in this whole report. You're right. You're correct. You're correct. Quiznos, um, bad mouthfeel. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Toasted words. Uh, so he was responsible for them. Uh, he was a big, big fan of this format and just created these characters on his own, just in his own time and added the human eyes and teeth to like really drive the weird point home. Uh, the tune itself that they're singing, the tune is the same across all three or four of the ads that they released, um, but it actually came from a different video uploaded in 2003 called We Like the Moon with the same characters. These are, you know, Joel's original characters. Please do not steal. Do not steal. Um, <laughs> But the tune is the exact same, except the lyrics are literally just about how fucking cool the moon is. And That's how any it. coupon works on the moon. <laughs> yeah, any coupon works on the moon. Um, Don't get paper cuts. So the song, uh, We Like the Moon, uh, Joel and his brother went out to a bar one night and got drunk and just started talking about how much they think the moon is really cool. And then they just like drunkenly stumbled home and Joel grabbed his acoustic guitar and they recorded them just fucking scream singing about how much they like the moon. And Cam, yes, not to be rude, getting drunk and talking about how much you love the moon was something that you would do. 100%. <laughs> it's also the plot of Bloodborne. That's, that's also a, true. That's some destiny shit, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He has a big sphere. Okay. Um, yeah. So like the, this entire thing kicked off because him and his brother just got really fucked up at a bar one night and decided to fuck around on an acoustic guitar and just be like, oh, the moon's pretty cool. It's so far away, dude. That video kind of blew up uh, for the time. Mm -hmm. Like we, we like the moon is something that was like 
big in an internet sense, but big in an internet sense back in 2003 absolutely doesn't. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> uh, that was not the only thing that Joel was really involved in. Uh, Joel also, uh, and this was the part where I'm like, oh, shit. I like remember a lot of this stuff. Uh, Joel ran a website for uh, to host his flash animations that got pretty popular called rathergood.com. Upon like just reading the phrase rathergood.com and like seeing a couple of the animations that he put out. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them you can't watch anymore unless they've put on his YouTube channel because Flash is completely dead. Um, but a lot of them I remember watching within like my first year or two of being on the internet and like trying to understand like there's this weird other culture out there and it's like it, it's weird how like my fundamental upbringing as a person is weirdly connected to these fucking Quiznos abominations these weird imps yeah um Punk monkeys. these gremlins yeah and so like they uh one of the like one of the videos that I remember he did like a lot of song parodies with like kind of crude animation a lot so like very similar to these videos and like one of them was uh, these cats dressed in like viking gear on a boat and one of them was them doing like a cover of immigrant song from led zeppelin like a lot of these i remember a lot of in a weird way like these uh these kind of like uh, like he worked a lot with a bunch of people uh, that were pretty big for the time. Also, like uh, you have your like WeebleStuff.com, uh, your like classic Lemon Demon Neil Susuriga stuff. Like all of yeah, that like was your, just your, your pre your pre Badger Mushroom totally shit. albino yeah. black sheep shit. Yeah, yeah. like before th the concept of a meme was understood, like anywhere that wasn't like just 4chan, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I thought Ugh. that stuff was like really, really cool to like learn that I am weirdly tied to these things in a way that I don't <laughs> feel super comfortable about. Um, I don't know if you go into do you go into the reason why Quiznos is named Quiznos? No, I don't actually. Because, OK, cool. Will you allow me a, a quick oh, aside? Of course. <laughs> Please. Um, so here's the here's the thing with Quiznos sub. It's like you want to say Quiznos subs, right? But mm. you, it's Quiznos sub. It's not apostrophe s, so it's not Quizno. It's, yeah, Quizno does it's not, not own Mr. the Quizno. sub. Yeah, it's not like a Mister Good Sense. And exactly, and we've already been over the mm, toasty thing, which is trademarked. So is Quiznos, and so is the logo for Quiznos. Which, aside from having Quiznos under it, looks like an oil logo. Yeah, <laughs> it super does. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, I, I just looked up, why is Quiznos called Quiznos? It's literally a fake pseudo-Italian sounding name with two characteristic letters of the alphabet. I love hey, that. Quiznos. Hey. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, it could have been just called fucking Johnny Saborinos. Oh, <laughs> man, that fucking thing. owns. Um, so <laughs> just, 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 no. In advertising, in, in graphic design, no ideas mean anything. Yeah. It's all just like, I don't know. <laughs> so about how this kind of ties into Quiznos, um, since this video got relatively popular around the time, uh, somebody who worked for the ad agency for Quiznos um, or the ad agency that Quiznos was using, rather, uh, somebody just was fucking around looking on the Internet. They were currently looking for something that they didn't have a bunch of money to spend. So something that was relatively high impact for their pretty limited budget. 
and then just somebody in the company sent an email to the head of the ad agency saying, hey, check this shit out. These are these fucking weird things that look like they like the moon. The ad agency was like, OK, this rules. We're going to do this. And they like got everybody on the ad agency on board before they actually reached out to Joel. Joel was like one of the last people they reached out to. They were a little concerned, but Joel had worked in advertising before. So he was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do this shit. Um, Joel and his brother are British. They'd never heard of Quiznos in their entire life because they did not have them in Britain. Um, So they just got flown out to America uh, to make really fucking stupid animations and just like... (laughs) play guitar and scream into a microphone (laughs) yeah and they both rightfully thought that was the funniest fucking thing of all time because it super is is. yeah and like there were stories from a couple of articles i was reading because like a bunch of other people have done a lot deeper dives into the history of these ads than i have and have been paid for it because they are writers There was one instance where they were just doing another run of the song and like working through the lyrics and just screaming them and laughing until they were crying. And just one of the fucking executive suits that was just walking by, just like looked at him, took off his glasses and just like fucking rubbed his hand against the bridge of his nose and then just walked out. I love I love this concept because it would be like if I was in marketing and i was like i really love that vine where the kid goes it's an avocado thanks yeah. and i got him to come in and be like it's a lawnmower <laughs> thanks john deere logo <laughs> man i Hit me like a fucking slow moving truck, dude. That's so funny. I hate that that would actually be really effective. It's a John Deere tractor. (laughs) That gets funnier the longer the name of the product is. It's a GE smart refrigerator. Thanks. Thanks. One important thing that I did skip over that Uh, I shouldn't have because it's actually terrifying is uh, they're called spung monkeys. They're not monkeys. They're actually uh, uh, seven different animals mashed up. And uh, anytime anybody ever was like, oh, these weird rats are monkeys, like the people at Quiznos and the like Joel would always be like, it's actually like seven carefully combined animals that i put together oh whatever it's got furby vibes yeah like it has chinchilla ears and i don't i don't fucking know um so the ads themselves uh we kind of like looking back everybody i feel like fucking loves them like everybody every time i hear somebody talk about these ads they're like oh fuck yeah these are so cool and good do you remember that but they weren't successful at what they were trying to do um they uh they definitely generated buzz um that was like definitely one of the things they were trying to do um corporate received roughly 30,000 phone calls the first week that the ads actually aired which was the super bowl oh no okay which is, i think why so many people remember it because these ads were not on for very long. I don't think they aired outside of 2004. Um, they did like those first four ads and then they dropped them in favor of doing something that actually explained what the fuck their product was. 
Right. Looking at them doesn't make you crave like a toasty stuff. No, yeah, I I'm will not. Say that. I'm not hungry by looking at them. I am sure. like, I am unhungered by looking at them. Sure. I always wonder if like the virality of these like ad campaigns does have serious effects on like sales because like Wendy's being annoying on Twitter does not make me want to go get a frosty. Sure. Right. Not usually. Yeah. Right. But the wild thing about advertising, and I've had friends in advertising that have told me this, they're like, it doesn't matter if it's good, it's yeah. just that you remember it or not. Mm. And so that when you're dri out driving, some subconscious part of you is just like, I would fuck up a Frosty yeah. right now, which is never not the case for me. And, oh, same. That was like kind of the vibe they were going for. Like, that was something that... Just to get people talking about it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, like they, they wanted people to talk about their sandwiches, you know? Like, they wanted people to know what Quiznos was, and that was a sure fucking fire way to do it. Um, but here's the thing. Um, it negatively affected sales. Um, <laughs> it kind of completely backfired for them. Uh, they, oh, no. uh, kids were scared of them and it made families less likely to actually go to the stores. Like they'd be there in real life <laughs> <laughs> to the point where, uh, franchisees would sometimes like, there were stories about like a franchiser in Alabama who put up a giant fucking sign on the front of their store saying that they had nothing to do with that because people just stopped coming to their restaurant because they associated them with those weird spung monkeys. Like they got so many people just like mad and upset at them. Like it kind of actually fucked up a couple of kids. Like they were like, they had like it's just like this weird unlocked horror memory for them. Kids will be scared of anything, though. My little sister was scared of Shrek. <laughs> I was afraid of claymation. Yeah, when I was a yeah. kid. There was whenever I was growing up, there was this like gold horse statue that was like above the sink uh, in my parents' kitchen, and I cannot tell you why, but that thing just like fucking terrified me to my very core. Like, I, I don't know why. I'm scared of nothing. Yeah. Well, OK. Well, still am. All right. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think it's really interesting that something that is. I really do like people always say that, like, oh, X was ahead of its time. But man, if these came out like now, the shit would kill. Yeah, well, I think the target demographic doesn't use cable anymore is the problem. Sure, but like yeah. you don't have to put this on cable yeah. like you could just like run a that's, YouTube ad or something like that. Like I, I, I think that these would do really well. Like I do think they were genuinely ahead of their time um, in a way that I'm like actually completely serious about. Like is Quiznos like a company anymore yes. or is it just like a bunch of independently it owned? Is a bunch, it is a company still. Um, they okay. just dropped down to a significantly reduced amount of stores whenever they went through bankruptcy. And it's a franchise, too. Yes. So it's like, Correct. I mean, there could be stores that hold out even if it's nationally doing like sure, real shitty. Sure. Who, who owns the Spung Monkeys is what I'm saying. Like, could could fucking Johnny could Spung be like, it? could either they reboot it or AT&T's be like, we like the phones so, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so I think Joel does because on his website. There's a link to an Amazon store with one of with the one with the acoustic guitar on a T-shirt. I was going to ask if he made merch off of it. Uh, and it that's is $20. And I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of all I had for that. Uh, I just I that was like a weird, cool, accidental trip down memory lane for me. I didn't think there was going to be anything here because it was just like such a short run thing that was just like a weird blip in the mind of like every fucking millennial everywhere. Uh, and 
you know, I, I think it's super cool that that existed and shout out, shout out to spung monkeys. Do you think he's a predator or prey? Ooh, this is I, good. Oh, that's a good question. The thing this is, is his good. Eyes, I'm sitting up for this. His mm. eyes okay. are pointing to the side, right? Mm-hmm. That's prey. Yeah. That's rabbit shit. Well, but those one te- of them those, is to the those side. Teeth sharp. Those teeth sharp. Yeah. I think it, it eats trees. I, I think mm. it. I think it's like beaver esque. I could see that. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Those are some beaver teeth. They could be. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll be right back. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with Nate's report. <laughs> All right, hey, we're back. Let's uh, keep this uh, podcast the train a rolling. Nathan Brandt. Cam, what did you say that you were afraid of when you were a kid? Uh, it was like a horse statue, like this golden horse. Oh, no. This was not planned, everybody. Here's my report. <laughs> Great. Horses are fucking scary. You're right. <laughs> They're large. They can't vomit or won't. Uh, they can run the day they're born. They're related to the rhinoceros. They have a near 360 degree field of vision. They have muscular ears. Their teeth hold a lot of information, uh, as described by the article, 11 Astonishing Facts About Horses. <laughs> I don't... I will not elaborate on that. You can look that up if you want to. I just want you to know their teeth hold a lot of information. Their teeth are flash drives. <laughs> I don't want to know the information that horse teeth holds. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the what, truth. What what did Mr. Ed know? It's like in science fiction shows where like an a like c- celestial being like gives a human like all of the knowledge of the universe and then they like fucking mm-hmm. melt. Yeah. Yep. That's what happens when you look into horse teeth. This is the color out of space, but with horse teeth, which is a (laughs) fucking wild sentence. Um, Horses do not belong on this earth. And in fact, I'm going to prove that horses are literally from hell. (laughs) Y'all know about them big fuckers what sell the bad beer? Um, Okay, okay. That's what this is about. (laughs) Got it. Okay. I was like, where is this going? The Clydesdales, right? (laughs) The Budweiser Clydesdales are a group of Clydesdale horses used for promotions and commercials by the Anheuser-Busch Brewing Company. I have seen these horses in person. Cam has been around a lot of real life mascots and it is like scarier every time now because of that one I made where Cam was eating them. Yeah. Yeah. I have pet these horses. But have you seen the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? Yeah, he has. I have actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that recently. Not fucking I have. mine. That's all I've got. He's also seen Mr. Peanut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, Ew. yeah, I'm afraid, dude. Yeah. Um, Kool-Aid man, let's link up. My email's in my bio. <laughs> I don't want you. I don't want you to have access to the Kool-Aid so like, man. Not before me. So uh <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. There fair. are several hitches or teams of the horses that travel around the United States and other countries that remain in their official homes at the company headquarters at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery Complex. Anheuser-Busch owns a total of about 250 Clydesdales, one of the largest herds of Clydesdale horses in the world. So if you don't know what these are, um, they're just big horses that Budweiser is like, whoa (laughs) that's it (laughs) also just from having seen them in person i don't think i can like 
express enough how fucking big these horses are. Yeah. Or regular sized horses are already scary. Yeah, and like you look at those things and you're like one bad twitch and that thing's gonna knock me out. Clydesdales fucking look like a moose. Like they yeah. are huge. What do those teeth know? <laughs> um <Ugh. laughs> The horses were first introduced to the American public, which is a wild way for Wikipedia to put it. Um, <laughs> on uh, April 7th, 1933, to celebrate their appeal of prohibition. So the, the vibe was just like, hey, we can get fucked up now. We're going to parade our horses through the street and bring kegs to everyone. Let's drink in carriage. Exactly. The Clydesdales performed a tour that included a delivery of a case of beer to then-President Franklin D. Roosevelt at the White House. Here's a weird personal note. I edited my first Wikipedia today because the, the Wikipedia said they delivered water to the president. I looked at the citation because I wanted to see if there was anything more beyond that, and it said that it brought him beer, so I corrected the Wikipedia. You fucking dork. <laughs> It would be really weird if they were like, thanks for making us legal again. Here's some water, asshole. <laughs> Here's beer from my horses. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. Um, so, can horses get drunk? They can't vomit, so they can... Hmm. Uh, what would happen? That's just bad poopies. So what happens when... So what if... I know. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting there. <laughs> What if they need to? What if they need to? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That they can't. They... they can't vomit. Assumes like they've never needed to. <laughs> like, but in my mind, that just means if a physiological situation came up in which a being needed to vomit, it's like when a, it's like when a seagull eats an alka seltzer, they'll just pop. <laughs> You don't know about I that. I don't either. know what that's referring that's to. That's actually true. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. Shit, I'm sorry. Everyone. What do you mean? I keep bringing up things I think everybody knows about and everyone's yeah. like, "What do you mean Tanukis have giant balls?" That's actually No. That's actually true. Yeah. There's so many lines of questioning that I have here. So yes. walk it back if a seagull Yeah. eats an alka-seltzer. Yeah. yeah. It can't handle the fizz. Okay, but how did we <laughs> horses can't vomit that's what you were that's what you were like yeah, what happens no, but if they need how, to? did somebody just give a seagull an alka-seltzer is that the story there? i don't know maybe the seagull was like i got a tummy ache and i was just like i know the cure and in which case do we have to think about all the other animals who we've just not given alka-seltzer to mm. and what would happen if they were given alka-seltzer and then back to the horse thing <laughs> if they <laughs> like does it well truthfully i don't know if i'll explode if i have an alka-seltzer because i'm not i'm not 90 years old so i've never had an alka-seltzer before that's a good point neither have i i'm looking at this article this is now about seagulls sorry i want it to be about <laughs> saying seagulls. that it is a myth no it's a mist when they fly and they pop mm. it's a mist you feed a hungry you. seagull an alka-seltzer tablet or something similar what you're thinking about is if you give a seagull a mentos and then some coca-cola and if you give a mouse a cookie it'll want another it'll want a glass of milk is that the story <laughs> it'll want to kill a seagull <laughs> <laughs> it'll want to ride a clydesdale save a horse it'll okay okay so <laughs> it'll want a beer according to a veterinarian mike murray Bird, just because birds don't normally pass gas, it doesn't mean that their bodies can't do it if needed. So birds can
can fart or burp. It's just that its diet does not require it to do so. What if a horse needs to vomit? <laughs> <laughs> what if a horse needs to vomit? You need to contact a vet immediately. <laughs> you need to like get a pen and push oh. it into the hole where the little button is on the horse, and then it re hard resets. It. God damn it! <laughs> oh, so anyway, no. yeah, to, moving on. To, quali <laughs> to qualify for one of these hitches, a Budweiser Clydesdale must be a gelding, which I'll get into what that is, with an even temperament and strong draft horse appearance. It must at least be four years old, stand at least eighteen hands, seventy-two inches high, at the withers, when fully mature, and weigh between eighteen hundred and twenty-three hundred pounds. In addition, each horse must be bay in color, red, and have four white stocking feet and a blaze of white on the face. Horse nerds are fucking crazy. Post in the Discord if you are now or ever were a horse girl or horse them <laughs> or whatever. Everything has a different stupid name. <laughs> and everything, like, oh, they they must be a gelding and have 18 hands high at the withers. It's I like, mean, what is that? I mean, like, the breed is just two first names, Clyde Dale. Like, <laughs> it's very stupid. And they both sound like horse boys. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Everything has a stupid name and everybody just pretends that it's, like, artful or, like, anything when it's really just deciding an arbitrary breed characteristic and like continuing just some kind of genetic line like this report is partially about how i don't understand horse people <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if the purebred like clydesdales from budweiser have like weird genetic problems like corgis and dachshunds probably you know yeah. probably like they're fucking horses they're broken already like yeah, by nature horses hey guys i don't want to weird you out but horses' legs are just one finger. Yeah. I hate yeah. that shit. I learned it and I hated it. And people <laughs> and I... keep bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk about horses way too often in my life. Apparently. Hey, hey, babe, why? <laughs> I'm just going to say that talking about horses any amount is a, is a lot. It's true. Things are measured in hands and every little square inch of a horse has its own special yeah. name. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the clamp. This is the front right hoof and the back right oh. hoof is called the cloth. Yes. The clamp must be at least 0 0.023 hands smaller than the cloth or it isn't a genuine thoroughbred monkey horse. I do declare, Mr. Beauregard, <laughs> the starboard side of this horse is exquisite. Yeah. The, driver's si the driver's side <laughs> hoof has to be this side. <laughs> I called shotgun on the horse. Ah, uh, yes, my <laughs> One horsepower dirigible. <laughs> my my memory is not good. How many horsepower is in one of these things? Like not the horse itself, but like how many per carriage? I get into okay. that. I did a lot of math on good. this one. Great. Um, Great. But anyway, the moral is adopt, don't shop. Um, <laughs> the, the Budweiser Clydesdales are canonically cold-blooded. That's right. I said cold-blooded. Huh, okay. For the beer. <laughs> Beer. Unfortunately, this this doesn't mean that the big big beer boys are reptilian shapeshifters. Unfortunately, this just means that they're chill. It's just a word for even temperament, just like another dumb name that uh, horse people give to horses so that they can feel more important about spending fortunes on very 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 big dogs that have fingers for legs. Ugh. And did you know why they're partly known as cold blooded? Earlier, I referred to them as geldings, and that means. That they don't have they balls, dude. Mm. <laughs> Horses in general are just such fucking bad boys that just about 6% of all, like, owned horses have balls. 
That's it. Mm. Only 6%. Everybody else gets fixed because they too fucking horny. (laughs) (laughs) Some horse breeders even say that only half of 1% of horses should have nut juice on draft. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) On draft? Fuck you. (laughs) Does any part of this report include the black market on like horse sperm? Because that's a big scary thing, apparently. Just people selling horse sperm because people want purebred horses, right? And then people have like forged paperwork to make I, it seem like their horses are fancier than they actually I are. I don't like this. I'll, I want to say we'll get into that some other time, but I have no idea when, when it could literally come up. That's for my podcast. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if we should cover that because people who do that have enough money to hire hitmen. <laughs> Well, they're also fancy lads if they have horse business. Yes, yeah, but they have welcome to money. Hun- welcome to Horse Come Quarterly, everyone. Um, <laughs> have you seen how short jockeys are? I could take a jockey. Yeah, but the jockeys are not the people who own the horses. No, the jackies are. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, there are 10 horses on each team. Eight are in harness uh, when performing at any one time, which is funny that they call it performing. And the other two horses provide alternates for the hitches needed. Several professional handlers accompany each team. Often one handler is has night duty to provide round the clock care for horses in case they just need like tea or in, something. In case they need to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We covered this. <laughs> the handler vomits for them. <laughs> Transportation for the hitch requires three 50-foot semis. Two of the semis carry the horses. The third transports a red, white, and gold beer wagon and other equipment. Um, the horse's comfort is enhanced with air cushioned suspension and thick rubber flooring and cameras in the trailers to enable the drivers to watch the horses during transport. Um, Perverts. The team stops each night at local stables. These guys are really like celebrities for how much they just exist to be like, do you remember beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was on the news when the Clydesdale when the Clydesdales came to my hometown. Like, yeah, I'm talking front page on the newspaper it's also it's always fun to be driving on the highway and you just look next to you and there's one of those horse trailers yeah there's just there's just a thing with a brain looking at you going the same speed as you and it doesn't understand what's happening (laughs) and it's empty eyes are just like hey they nailed those things to my feet have you seen those shits (laughs) they nailed those things to my fingers dude kill me um (laughs) so this wouldn't be a nathan report unless i did some weird unnecessary arbitrary math that probably doesn't prove yeah now it gets weird that yeah it doesn't (laughs) prove anything but it sounds important so here we go yeah it sounds a lot deeper than it way actually is three semi trucks pollute the atmosphere at the same rate as 450 cars would the engines in those 450 cars would produce eighty-five horsepower a clydesdale generates how many horsepower guess one Ten. <laughs> no. I, I think I actually knew it was way more than one, but it's a funny joke. One horsepower is how much it takes to uh, lift a weight one meter in one second, basically. So, like, it's stupid. <laughs> it, it's it's completely arbitrary. I feel like that's a Newton. No, that's the little things that you get that have fig. Um, they're pretty it's, good. It is, I hate so you. Horsepower is a unit of work done over time. My dad is going to listen to this podcast and he's going to be so mad at me. I mean, <laughs> just like I sent you to engineering before, school. Because somebody somebody corrected me on what Obama could do with yeah. an executive order or not. So I want to be clear. Semi truck engines don't have a lot of horsepower. They have a lot of torque. Um, torque. Torque. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. So 
Since there are 250 Budweiser Clydesdales, this means that they generate a total of 2,500 horsepower total, meaning that the entirety of the Budweiser Clydesdales only generate 0.98% of the power that one semi-truck can make. And that's why we deliver things in trucks and not with Clydesdales. <laughs> that's the end of my math. <laughs> Just to say, like, Thanks, hey, Nate. horses, huh? Fucking <laughs> horses, man. They ain't that great at it, huh? <laughs> so who accompanies Cognac Horseman? Um, an obedience trained Dalmatian dog also travels with each hitch, a Budweiser tradition mm -hmm. since the 1950s. And yes, that was a Bojack Horseman joke because it's alcohol. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they that there's a lot of like old commercials with the Clydesdales that have like Dalmatians in them. Yep. It's, it's yep. pretty cool. So, I yeah. didn't know that. So basically, like I looked up the history of Dalmatians for this and none of it went into my report at all. But Dalmatians just existed to scare away people that we're going after your stuff basically like that's why fire stations are associated with dalmatians it's because back in the day you used to have really fast horses and like people would want to steal those fast horses from the fucking firefighters and so you needed a dalmatian to be like hey don't <laughs> and that's it mm -hmm. <laughs> same things for these so historically these would like i said protect the team while the driver went inside to make deliveries um so still today there is like a Dalmatian that goes with each hitch just yeah. because of um, tradition. Like the Dalmatians just sit in the wagon next to the driver. This is really cool and all because dogs rule, but also I really enjoy that it is somebody's job to train a Dalmatian that accompanies the commercial horses that deliver beer to stores, only they don't deliver to stores anymore. Yeah. They, they just do it for show. Oh, what's my job? Yes, I'm the fake beer delivery horse dog dog trainer, Dalmatians <laughs> only. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn sense. That would just um, fucking rule, though. Like, your entire job is to just drive to a place and let people see the horses, and then you just get to hang out with a dog up front, and then it's just your best buddy. That rule. Honestly, the, honestly, yeah. The dog is the best part of this because no one wants to hang out with a horse. If you're a horse, don't join our Discord. As stated before, the Clydesdales are only considered Clydesdales if they have a red coat. Much like the Revolutionary War combatants from Great Britain, a red coat is seen in the Bible on another entity. This is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh. The horse, War, who is described as being a fiery or bloody red color. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are mentioned in various ways across the length of the Bible, but are particularly mentioned in the book of Revelation, uh, which, by the way, would make the end of Evangelion look like an episode of the Teletubbies. It's fucking wild. <laughs> Just skip to that part. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've talked about Revelations in the show quite a bit because, well, I'm me. But in all seriousness, the book of Revelation and many of the other aspects of the Bible, for that matter, whether you believe in the Christian faith or not, can be traced back to literal things that happened that were then encoded into the Bible. This was done in order to pass along the coded history of Christianity, were it to die out as it appeared that it might back in the dizzy. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote it that way. <laughs> I almost had one coherent historical thought. Almost. I was going to say it was really yeah, clear was like, up wow, until then. You're really, oh no, no, it's gone. Okay, great, cool. <laughs> <laughs> to put it as quickly as possible, the red horse represented the breaking of the second of the seven seals on a scroll in God's right hand and was a reference to just like, hey, the Roman Empire is getting really war hungry, huh? <laughs> like that was it. That was cool. really it. Great. Um, however... <laughs> This is too easy, I think, and this is the only time I'll ever say this. The Church of the Latter-day Saints understand the true meaning of the second seal to be the red horse, the Dalmatian guarded beer horse. They claimed that the rider of the red horse was the devil himself, 
and would lay waste to all humanity the same way that God did, save for eight humans in the great flood of Noah's time. Now, it's clear to me that we have proven... <laughs> Whenever I get to a conclusion, I'm like, now, obviously, this means that Chuck E. Cheese is my dad. <laughs> so now it's it's clear to me that we have proven that the Budweiser Clydesdales are descendants of the original horse of war. This is bolstered by the fact that there is only one kind of wild horse from which all horses are derived, which is weird to think about. We just turned them in all of these weird things. You're telling me this war horse fucked? War horse fucked. No, mm, that's interesting, because if there's one horse, you can't. Well, no, there's four horses of the apocalypse, right? So, so they they broke off into couples. Yeah, exactly. Um, they had the four horsemen like polycule. <laughs> <laughs> the sensei of the apocalypse. Yes. Um, however, what is the real purpose of these equine entities? Could it be that all of this arbitrary nomenclature and general chicanery around horse breeding is not to propagate the species of the war horses, cold-blooded as they are, but to make sure as few as possible are made. I've already said that Clydesdales are 10 horsepower entities. That's 10 horses, guys. I did the math. 6% <laughs> of worldwide deaths are attributed to alcoholism, and in general, the warlike struggle with the devil's war juice has been going on for over 10,000 years. I thought you were about to say that 6% of the world's deaths were caused Me by too. horses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, indirectly, kind of. It's like, that's news to <laughs> I think we should be doing something about actually, those guys. Actually, you know what? No, because of what my report is is going to eventually be about, yes, 6% of every death every year. No, wait, 6% of deaths, not 6% of every death. 6% of every death. Whoa. Your death is contrib is... 6% of your death is contributed by the fact that horses are out there. You just like walk out of a store and a horse just punches you in the fucking face or like, yeah, I'll see you for that other 94% later, but you, yeah, you can lead a horse to me, but you can't make him kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 6% per year over 10,000 years is 600% of people <laughs> have been killed by alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no. That one that one was no. just to hurt Cam. Nathan. <laughs> I don't think that checks out. Motherfucker. <laughs> Every everyone has been killed six times by horses. <laughs> Can you tell that I was literally falling asleep while writing this speech to text all? Um okay. Beer is the oldest drink after water and mommy milky, and that's true. Um, <laughs> tea, tea is only provable to have been around over uh, 3,000 years ago, and they probably just got the idea for tea from beer, which is just like, let's leave some stuff in some water in a jug and come back later and see if it gets us fucked up. It worked for fucking Gobekli Tepe, dude. Let's do it. Um, but tea didn't get them fucked up, but it made them feel cool, so, you know. But, like, bro, beer is older than juice. <laughs> I looked up, I googled, how old is Juice? <laughs> um, and there's a bunch of people that have Juice in their name that I needed to, like, <laughs> change my uh, my questions. So O.J. Simpson the right then, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Filter out Lizzo's hit song, yeah. Juice. Exactly. Great track. Even the oldest traces of evidence that Juice was consumed is arguably made for wine and not, like, mm -hmm. actual Juice. Um, that means that people have been drafted into drinking the draft horse's draft centuries before the Romans squeezed a lemon and went, whoa, pain water. <laughs> so that is to say that, like, beer is one of the oldest human inventions, which is 
wild. And a lot of people say that um, the fermentation of malt beverages and stuff is the reason for like a pickup in agriculture, which led to grouping together of more people, which led to cities, which led to civilization, which led to now I have an iPhone. And that's all from the war horse. <laughs> Cam just picked up his iPhone. <laughs> wow. Beer did this? Beer, beer did this. Yeah. Thanks, Tim Apple. <laughs> so to sum up everything, I raised my belief that the Budweiser Clydesdales exists to slowly kill off as many people as possible via alcohol instead of causing one big but brief war. Much like the history of the world, one large ongoing war is better for business than a simple clash of ideologies. What's up? Uh, America. This concludes all known lore on the purveyors of the darkest, philosophically, ale, the Budweiser Clydesdales. They are from hell and their teeth hold information canonically. The and Great. <laughs> I think I think the Dalmatians should get to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I did think like, should I go into what I think the Dalmatian is? Like what kind of like is this like the ring later here? Yeah. What king of hell is the Dalmatian? All right. Well, everybody, that's the show. Uh, you know, this has been fun. Uh, Audrey, thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on the Internet? I don't want them to, but I do have a Twitter. <laughs> it's at Glitchamon underscore. Yeah. All right. Well, if you've made it this far, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And sorry, I apologize at the end of every one of these episodes. But if you want to support our very silly shows, subscribing, whatever platform you're on, leaving us a rating or hitting up that sweet, good, good Patreon, that big bone dot zone in your web browser, mm. uh, that'll really help us out as, out as well. We've got uh, super fun tiers where you can you know, get notes to this show if you want to just, you know, see our actual writing for this show. You want to tally up however many typos I did in my in my things? You too oh, can yeah. do it. You can see Nate's notes for the big three, access to the video game robot, all that fun stuff. Uh, if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being and want to help us out more, you know that, uh, just check out the rest of our shows at at some good shows on Twitter or somegoodshows.biz. Biz stands for business. You just might like those too. Uh, our show art and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at, at Cavity Crew. You can find me on Twitter at The Candy Man. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Victory Position. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not, whom's did it of, of the beef? 